So, Rankled Langer. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back starts with Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, watch out! We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive! With informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. No, no, no. An Octavito with Emphasco. The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Stephen B. Denley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package, new from Kenner. Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Wampa Wampa, Space Freaks. Welcome to the Kivecast for December 2011. Yeah, December, Steve. It's that, that holiday time of year, hey? It is, it is, man. It's, uh, it's, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, uh... We have time. At least I have time. You know, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a professor, so you know, I'm like grading and all that. And, uh, and I want to sort of apologize quickly for last month, Steve. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I wasn't really in, in form. Uh, there's <laughs> there's a couple new rules for the for the Kivecast. Um, rule number one, uh, no eating during the Kivecast ever. <laughs> uh, I thought I was getting away with it. Now when I was editing it, I'm like, oh. You know that the crunch is... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the second thing is we got a, a, a one drink limit uh, per, oh, okay. per recording because I'm, okay. I'm, I'm a lightweight and I got a little <laughs> sloppy there at the end. So uh, R- Ron's interview uh, notwithstanding, uh, I um, think last episode could have been a little bit tighter. So this month's yeah. installment of your monthly audio magazine dedicated to collecting vintage Star Wars toys and memorabilia is going to be a little tighter, a little nicer. Streamline. A little yeah. streamline. That's right. right. Uh, yeah, and we're going to uh, encourage you to email us, kivecast at gmail.com. Or you can even call us, Steve. What's that number? Pocket Wampa. And that's uh, 765-889-2672. Yeah, it's spelled P-O-K-U-T, Wampa. Yep. And that's more than just for drunken Swedes. <laughs> I'll, I'll explain that. Probably about uh, 45 minutes. I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yeah, I was thinking, uh, you know, we'll we'll jump right into our uh, our our movie comments. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go a little bit off of the original trilogy, Steve. Ooh. Um, in general, you know, I always try and bring up something from the original trilogy, but I want to defend the prequels. <laughs> I, I'm just. You've done this before, and I'm not surprised, man. It, it's I, okay though. I know we're gonna have some people throwing uh, throwing apples at their iPods. Uh, uh, I meant to say throwing tomatoes, but. I guess yeah, uh, apples works. I, I'm branded, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I, I just wanted to defend it because we're talking about what figure this month, Steve? The uh, Tuscan Raider. And all I can say about the prequels is, even if you hate them for all the reasons that are very valid, you have to take the good and leave the bad. A perfect example is Episode Two, where those Tuscan Raiders, every scene with the Tuscan Raider in Episode Two, is as good as any scene in the original trilogy, Steve. <laughs> I just said it. Yeah, you I'm did. not saying the movie. I'm not just saying the, uh... George Lucas isn't a crazy old dude. I'm not saying any of that stuff. 
But the Tusken Raider scenes themselves you're talking about, right? Yeah, I mean, because okay. that yeah. completely... Because the thing is, in the original trilogy, Lucas hinted that they're basically the Comanche. You know, they're right, essentially right. The, the desert Indians that the, the settlers or the white men or the... Uh, basically, the, 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 the whole idea of the Westerns, you know, right, the, right. the settlers who are out there farming dust, and they're always menaced by these Indians or these natives on the outskirts. Yeah. And uh, and only in episode two where they actually you know they make a direct reference to to John Ford's The Searchers and everything. right right. So, anyways, uh, I I know episode two is the worst of the six movies I would say by far. But but I was watching it again with my with my son on Blu-ray and I just had to say, that's just one one little thing to say. I mean, just take the good, leave the bad, right, Steve? Yeah, I'll agree with that. I I gotta I gotta respect the the Searchers reference and. And it was pretty interesting to see that whole that whole side of things, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, they got those cool dogs, and you got to the see the dogs. Like, that's right, right. Like female yeah. Tuscans, you know. That was kind of creepy. Yeah. Like like you know, lady lady raiders. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and and actually, Steve, I'm not I'm not even done with my pre news rambling. Ooh. I also wanted to say something that I, I like about the Tuscan Raider in general. Okay. And that is that Kenner forced onto the Tuscan Raider. A little bit of existential angst. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and the reason I was thinking of this, I was doing some research. And so it, the Tusken Raider started off his whole life as the Tusken Raider, okay? So you go back into the 12 back proofs, okay? So the very first printed material, and they say Tusken Raider, right? Okay. And then they make the toy. And what does it say, Steve? Sand people. Right. So they changed its name in between the time where they printed the proofs and where they made the card. So it's like, who am I, right? <laughs> am I a Tuscan Raider, which has this, like, this real sense of menace and, and danger? Or am I a singular person, a sand people? <laughs> right. And why not they... sand person, Steve? Yeah, sand person. I, that would be <laughs> a little more sensible i guess but uh, do they ever actually say tuscan raider in, in the original movie i was just thinking about that maybe that's maybe that's why they changed it oh i think they do right do they, they say it yeah i, think I always they, they, they must they must say it right yeah. i'm just i'm, I'm tripping because i keep thinking they only refer to him as sand people in that first movie but I, I could be wrong i don't know well the good thing is if they have any tomatoes left over they'll not throw it at the ipod yes not, not knowing exactly who said tuscan raider <laughs> right send, send those emails in kivecast at gmail.com um, yeah, and, and then in Return of the Jedi, they switch it back to Tusken Raider, but then right. put in parentheses, Sand People. Sand People, so... <laughs> oh, boy. So, once again, he's singular, but then he's plural in the very same uh, name card. Yeah. And we're not done, Steve. The Tri-Logo has both Tusken Raider, singular, Sand People, plural, and then huh? French, L'Homme des Sables, which oh. just means the man... Of the sands. So wow. The sand I almost plural. like that the best. <laughs> yeah, because there you have sand person, essentially, in yeah. singular. Right. And and just because I was, I'm so obsessed with language, uh, in Power of the Force 2, Steve, they went even further. Oh, God. It says Tusken Raider, and then they've translated it as Chasseur d'Ivoire, which means Hunter of Ivory. Whoa. <laughs> Which where then, does that come from? <laughs> exactly, Steve. So what is a Tusken Raider? Is he yep. someone who raids things that are tusked? Like I an mean, ivory chaser would tusk, you know, like a bantha is essentially just say, an elephant. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe that's why none of the Banthas have uh, have tusks. They just sell them. Or know. is it that they had those weird things on their face, and those are tusks, and they are uh, tusk skin? Mm. So, oh, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> Full-on existential angst in the Tusken Raider camp, Steve. More than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> yes, excellent. Well, let's uh, let, let's hit the news because I, I think I've prattled on too long. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. What do you think, Steve? Is it getting too short with the news intro, or is it just about right? Yeah, I think it's it's getting just about right. Yeah, I think yeah, you can just trace the, uh, the evolution of the show based on how that's going. Yeah. It used to be every single second of James Brown. Here's just a little, a little snippet. It's good enough. Yeah, so there's actually a fair amount of news. Yeah, uh, quite a bit. Uh, should we start with something personal or something global? Um, let's let's start personal. All right, that sounds good. I, I uh, am very happy to report that uh, I took the winnings from the fantasy baseball and I finally paid uh, Bruce for the. Oh, that's right. Chewbacca. That's right. Yeah. How did that turn out? I got to tell you, Steve. This is one of those things where collecting shows you the way. So, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I lost an auction that we're going to get to. Um, I lost the auction by. I believe about $4,000, which is a lot to lose an auction by. And it was an item that I'll probably never see again. And I was bummed and it was overpriced and we'll get to that later. Um, But I just kind of had that feeling like, you know, I haven't been buying that much stuff lately because there just isn't that much stuff for me to get. But then no less than maybe five minutes later, I get the email from Bruce with his painting. Oh, and nice. it just went beyond all of my expectations. I mean, the color, it pops out, it's 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 real, it's got the emotion, it's like, it, it's not just the image of Chewbacca, like the famous uh, sort of still that's used, yeah. it's, yeah. The, it's the the airbrushed image. I mean, it, you can tell okay. that it's of the card art and not just okay. of Peter Mayhew. That picture, okay. So awesome. I, Im- I implore everybody, go to velvetgeek.com and just... You just got to buy one of these things because eventually, I mean, you know, he's going to find people who will pay a lot more. I mean, because these things should – I mean, they're awesome. So, how, how big is it? Uh, you know, it's like – oh, jeez. I guess probably about like 16 by 20. Okay. If, if so I had a pretty to, decent size, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a pretty decent size. And, you know, I got the, I got the second photo art and I'll, I'll, I'll put that up there on the, on the show notes. Oh, cool. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just – you have one, right, Steve? Are uh, the velvet paintings? Yeah. No. No, I, I, I need to get one. I'm just uh, – You don't I'm have to sure exactly what. <laughs> no, no, not yet. He does the figure, Steve. I know. I, I know. I think I think I may have to uh, to get one because I, I – I, yeah, they are – the ones I've seen have just been so awesome. Not not just the Star Wars ones but all the, uh, all the pop culture stuff is just <laughs> – It's all great, Steve, but uh, I yeah. hate to tell you but – uh, I don't think you can wait until you win the the, the fantasy baseball. No, because <laughs> I, I think that's not. It'll be eternity. <laughs> that's it's eternity. Oh, that's mean of me. But yeah, no, you should. It's so true. It's okay. <laughs> you, you, you should you should contact him, Steve. All because, right. Because uh, yeah, it is just absolutely outstanding. Awesome. And I just you know it's it's Christmas time. It's Hanukkah time. It's Kwanzaa time, and uh, I I like. Uh, I like these kind of heartwarming stories. And so, yeah. really, if I had to choose between having this and having that really crazy one-of-a-kind item, uh, I'd have to think about it, but I'd take this painting, you know, because it's it's cooler. 
frankly, and it it means more to me. So, a good deal. Yeah. So let's let's get to a little bit of uh, a little bit of scandalously interesting news, Steve. You pointed something yeah. out to me that I didn't know, and it's Star Wars in TV. So so what's up? Okay, so uh, the, I guess this was last week's episode of Storage Wars Texas. Now, I, I don't watch these Storage Wars shows. Uh, I don't watch much TV, but so I, I happened upon a thread on Rebel Scum. A bunch of them were popping up at the same time. But uh, <laughs> basically, uh, these guys on the show in Texas are breaking into one of these lockers auction things. And uh, they unearth, I think, four like AFA-graded rare Boba Fetts amid... All this other junk. Because uh, I, I didn't see it, Steve. You, you sent me okay. the link, but the video okay. expired or something. Oh, okay. I, I, you may have to just go back to the main the main index of the page uh, or the of the show. But uh, <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, wait. They unearthed so like they broke into a locker. You know, it's like that scene in uh, Science of the Lambs, right, where they go into the storage shed. Right. Yeah, I guess not, yeah, it's not quite breaking in, I guess. It's it was theirs to uh to break into. They had they had uh won the auction for it. Oh, okay. So but, they uh, they won an auction of a storage and there happened to be four AFA graded figures? Yeah, yeah, they were AFA Boba Fett's. I think one of them was one of those Canadian transition extremely rare. No way. Uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> um now I I wasn't really too familiar with the situation. I started looking into it more, and and someone pointed out that the uh, they well they take it into a shop in in Texas. All right, and, and it's called Dallas. Yeah, oh, Dallas. That, that sounds pretty innocuous. It rings a bell, right? Just, just a little bit. Yeah, um, Dallas. Something happened there one time. <laughs> um, and it turns out that the guy they go to get them appraised is none other than uh, Sean. I don't know how to pronounce that guy's last name. You may have to help me with that. Uh, uh, Sean Ninast, I think. Ninast, okay. Now, it's like um, Nub, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got that same spelling. N I E N. Um, huh. Yeah. But, uh, so he's he's the one they take it to get appraised, and uh, he appraises it for you know a high value. I, I know they're they're rare and valuable, but he I think he I think he overall totals them to be like eight thousand dollars. <laughs> wow. And uh, I mean they're. It's just the situation itself is just kind of ridiculous, but uh, yeah, the idea of like finding AFA graded items. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so. Hey, what what's the good word? Anachronistic. Like, it just doesn't make sense that you would break yeah. into a storage shed and find something AFA graded. Right. And if you if you get a chance, you need to check in check these segments because the way that the guys describe the toys is just hilarious. Um, wow. One of them thinks that they're worth nothing, kind of, and then the other one. Uh, is adamant that oh these are going to be worth money and it's just it's just funny because uh, I guess reading more about these shows you realize that all these are kind of staged right uh, and well, well <laughs> I actually, think can, actually can we put this out here Steve because I, yeah, I really yeah. can't get the video so if anyone has okay. the video and can can extract the audio from it send okay. it to uh, to kivecast at gmail dot com because I'd okay. love to play it yeah um, yeah yeah um, no the, yeah it has to be all staged I mean that's just that's just <laughs> iffy. Man, yeah. and, and and the other thing is, for any new listeners, um, when you hear the name Sean Ninast, you should seriously hear alarm bells like heard. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. has never been a less reputable figure in the hobby ever. <laughs> and he sticks around, and I mean, I, I did some research, Steve. I found threads from 2002 yeah. where they're referencing how shady he is. He goes by all these different names, Decade Toys, yep. one to five day auctions. 
Right. And in that thread, they talk about how it goes back to the old Usenet days. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I think it's been going on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I found a little list of things he was convicted of in the hobby. Um, selling repros, selling fakes, covering damages with fake stickers, not si- selling items after they sell, and also uh, selling items and then selling it to someone else after getting a higher price. Yeah. And that's and, uh, just a small list. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I don't think I mentioned this to you, but uh, <laughs> someone on Rebel Scum pointed out that one of the FETs, I forgot which one, but it's actually listed on eBay now uh, oh, wow. as as featured on Storage Wars Texas, and I believe the seller is Sean himself. Of so, course it is. Yeah. yeah. So, just so think, you uh, there you have it. Like, don't buy from him ever. That's our that's our suggestion. Do not buy anything. He has, a, story. he has a website. I'm not going to give it out. Don't even check it out. Because I, I went there and I saw a couple of things I wanted. I'm like, oh, oh hey, that's no. actually a pretty good price. Wait a minute. Said <laughs> <laughs> greed getting to you. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, avoid avoid anything to do with Sean Nynast or pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 bad. But it's, hey, at least it's Star Wars on TV. So he did, yes. he did something good for the hobby. Yes. And uh, actually, I was thinking, Steve, we haven't done a vintage vocab in a little while. No, and this may be actually my favorite one of all time, if we yeah. go with this. <laughs> yeah, so the the vintage vocab today is a fuzzy jacket, cowboy hat, and a baseball bat. Let's <laughs> let's hear the drop. We let them folks change our vocabulary. Change our vocabulary. It's vintage. So what could I possibly be talking about, Steve? <laughs> uh, when I first started reading it, I really had no idea, but then when I got <laughs> got the context, it just it made perfect sense. Well, it's it's a term that's been thrown around, I think, before I ever I ever joined joined in here. And yeah. just uh just dealing even with the thought of Sean Nynast and, and a few other scammers, whenever you hear scammers in the vintage Star Wars hobby, inevitably someone comes up and says, I'm going to show up at his front door with a fuzzy jacket, a cowboy hat, and a baseball bat. <laughs> and uh, on a recent thread, um, Joey Glacius, uh, who we'll have to speak to, I think, next month, finally yeah. get enough to speak to him, um, but he explains the story that uh, there's a, a great collector – uh, I actually participated in the Star Wars mustache competition at Celebration 3. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he should have won, too. He's French-Canadian, and oh. no one grows a mustache like a French-Canadian. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he had this, like, yeah, I mean, he, he looked like he could have been on the Quebec Nordiques. Um, <laughs> although I guess I should probably say Montreal Canadien, because I think he's from Montreal. Anyways, okay. uh, so he showed up on the front door of a person who had scammed him, and that was how he was dressed. With a fuzzy jacket, a cowboy hat, and a baseball bat. And this is uh, Andre? Yeah. Oh, yeah. His name is Andre Bath- uh, Bathalon. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think he collects too much these days. I know, I know he was maybe doing some selling for a while. Um, I, I don't think he's out. I think he sort of floats in and out. Okay. Um, but, you know, r- really good guy, funny guy, great mustache grower. And that is the origin. <laughs> so if you ever really get frustrated and, and feel like you're getting scammed, you can always just... Make reference to the fuzzy jacket, cowboy hat, and baseball bat. And while we're at the vintage vocab thing, too, uh, I added this in, Steve, last minute. Okay. Um, let's actually try to get to our main figure, 
sort of throughout the episode. Yes, yes, that's a good idea. All right, let's actually talk about it, because I, I do love the Tuscan Raider. I mean, that's, uh, of all the secondary characters, that's, you know, top five, I would say. Of my, okay. Uh, at least the, as far as the figure goes and the artwork. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, I was never actually really clear on, because I, I don't collect loose, on mm-hmm. what a hollow cheek is. Are, are oh. you up on that, Steve? You know, I, I've, you know, heard that over the years, but I never... Uh, as far as loose collecting, I just had one Tuscan Raider, and it was just the regular one, as far as I knew. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know too much about it, honestly. Well, I, I, I just the, know it's a, a known variation. So. Yeah, I did the minimum amount of research. Okay. And uh, <laughs> basically, whenever you hear someone refer to a hollow-cheeked Tuscan Raider, that means that when they have those little things on their cheeks, which the I little like, it's like a respirator tusk thing. I don't know. You see, I like thought that. they were tusks, but they're they're yeah. not organic, are they? No, I, I, they're weird. Um, I you don't know, know. Steve, that's the funniest thing. My entire life, I always thought those were, like, organic. Even though <laughs> they don't look organic at all, I just... You know when you're a kid, like, you form an opinion? Yes. It's like when you mispronounce yeah. someone's name, and no matter how yep. many times you hear it, you just always pronounce it the wrong way? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, what are those things? I I don't know. Maybe... It's I, a good question. They They don't seem quite right. <laughs> no, they don't. But whatever those things are, let's call them the tusks. Okay. Uh, somewhere in the Return of the Jedi era, certain uh, Tusken Raider figures, instead of having a sort of solid little knob, they have a hollowed out knob. Right. Um, uh, an extra uh, little laugh for, for our English listeners. So yeah, they, the, uh, the, the Tusken Raiders are those with hollow knobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what a, a hollow cheek is. But I also like it because, again, my, my new depiction of the Tusken Raider as... The existential crisis. Um, you know, if, if you have hollow cheeks in real life, it means, like, you haven't been eating. You know, I'm thinking, like, Christian Bale and the Machinist. You know, that that, that like, sounds about right, yeah. Like, all sallow and sad and just sitting alone in your cave being like, am I a raider or a sand people? But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, what do you think of that, Steve? Having a having a little bit of vocab that actually has to do with the figure? I, I think that that's good. We haven't done that for a while, so yeah. it's, it's a good habit to, to bring back. So it can't hurt having having double double vintage vocab. No. no. And then there's been some excellent news from one of our favorite people, Steve. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the the aforementioned drunk Swede uh, is Matthias. Yes. You see, I took a little break there so we can get the drop in. <laughs> and uh, he made a discovery. And if you actually listen to the very first Kivecast. You will hear Matthias say, yeah, the things that I want the most, the thing I'm looking for the most, and then he says this thing right here. Right. Uh, so w- what is it, Steve? So he was able to unearth some really cool store displays that were specifically, uh, you know, used in Sweden. And uh, he's had a bit of a collection going for a while, but he's, he's completed it. Uh, so he's got the whole run now. And uh, the, my favorites are the ones that he, they're like shaped as the figures themselves. You have a Chewbacca that would just be huge, like a, a giant Chewbacca right, kinda <laughs> cardboard like, kind of like the, the gentle giant is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's also got the Luke Stormtrooper, and he already had the Vader, but it was the uh, the Luke Stormtrooper and Chewie that were the new additions uh, to complete his run. And he also has a a shelf talker from uh, Return of the Jedi, and I guess. For those that may not know what a shelf talker is, um, it's the little thing that would stick to the shelf at the toy store with the the toy logo on there. So nice, Steve. More vocab. Yeah, yeah I know. Just a little <laughs> bit more. 
But uh, yeah, I know I know Matthias was really excited about finding these, and um, it's just awesome that that uh, he was able to find them. And you know, congratulations. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, uh, it's always been funny because Matthias, you know, he apologized to me as a Chewbacca collector. He's like, oh, you know, I know this this stinks because you know you really want it. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm like, I've always known he was going to get one before I did. So as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's a victory for me because yeah. that, that means that, you know, I'm not next in line, but at least he's not ahead of me. That's true. Um, That's true. Well, actually, I don't know, he probably won too. But the point is, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's cool too because the Chewbacca's holding his gun uh, the wrong way, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and they're just beautiful. Because I just I think I love the idea of these hanging in a really small toy store in Sweden. <laughs> I just like that idea. They just they seem like they would fit perfectly. Yeah, and the, and they're really neat because they're not of the characters; they're of the toys. The toys, yeah. And there's yeah. just so little vintage promotional material that actually features the toys and not some image of the of the figure. I mean, of the characters themselves. Yeah, yeah. That uh, it's not only is it is it great that he found them, but it's great that they're really out now you know and yeah that, uh, yeah yeah oh they look so beautiful the way they're uh the way they're uh framed too I yeah that's right yeah you updated it with a little a frame update they look great although i would have liked to have seen him have it be like accurate to the 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 name plates because he has the chewbacca <laughs> on the blue oh you know that you pops go. better than the yellow would have no, I think you probably made the right choice. You know what, Steve? Maybe I won't second guess a design expert. Okay, you, you may, uh... you may, you may want to hold off. Yeah. Uh, next thing, I'll uh, I'll correct him on his uh, Swedish accent. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, you gonna go see the girl with the dragon tattoo? Uh, I'd I'd like to. Yeah, I, I didn't read the book, but um, the movie seems interesting. So. Well, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we're pre- apparently Matthias doesn't like those. So that, he doesn't like it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go in with that in mind then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited because you know they they got Abbott to do the whole soundtrack, so that's uh, cool. Uh-huh. It's actually just the, the the remaining members. Bah bah. Ah, um, completely joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you know what, Steve? I think we've timed this pretty perfectly because, interestingly enough, every, you know I don't know what it is, but uh, you know the way they say uh, celebrities die in threes. It seems as though major finds and discoveries tend to be clumped together as well. True, true. And uh, there's another major discovery as far as um, displays go. And uh, I've been trying to get a hold of Todd Chamberlain and Will Grief to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they, they email me and I take three days to get back to them. And then I email them and they get, take three days to get back to me. And uh, <laughs> it's just been a real dream of, uh, of miscommunication here. But Will has said that he should be around right around this time today. Oh, perfect! So uh, we could uh, we could give him a call and uh, talk to him about the amazing discovery, and uh, have it be story time. Because Steve, story time always works. No matter what happens in our episodes, if we have story time, people like it. So absolutely true. <laughs> so, <laughs> less less sky, more everyone else. Everyone's happy. It's the go-to. Yeah, it's the go-to. So let's uh, let's let's give Will a call. All right. Here's an oldie but goodie. Once upon a time, long ago. Tikalo carbon. Tikalo carbon story time. Hit it! Hit it! 
Toronto, gosh. Uh, let's see if this is working, Steve. Okay. Hello. Will. Hey, who's this, Sky? Yeah, this is Sky. I'm here with Steve. Hey, Will. How's it going? Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Cool. So, uh, Monday, Monday, Monday night football time. Steelers versus the uh, Niners. Oh, man. Yeah, we, we only talk baseball on this podcast. Uh, it's, it's... <laughs> hey, hey, what, what happened to, like, all the sound effects? I thought, like, when you called and I answered the phone, there'd be, like, these Kenner commercials, like, playing in the background. And... No, I, I, I had that all in post. <laughs> oh, oh, really? What about that? Aye, aye, aye. When, when does that? When does that play? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 put the story drop the story time drop right before you, so uh, th- that'll be good. You'll get the same treatment that Ron got. So. Yes. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. So yeah, so we're, we're talking to Will Grief. I always love talking to you because it's pain talking to grief. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you are you a doctor already? You got your PhD, guy? Yeah, I am. So I'm. Uh, there you go. So it's it's really Doctor Pain talking to Doctor Grief. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's the perfect perfect combination. <laughs> it really is, man. That's. <laughs> but but you're you're a real doctor, you know, of, of people, not of philosophy. But... <laughs> uh, you're a real doctor too, Scott. Yeah, that's true. But uh, anyways, it's actually pretty uh pretty fun because um we just I just I was talking to Steve earlier and he somehow missed. <laughs> your thread about this whole story. Cool. Um, all right. So we're gonna. So, um, we're gonna yeah, we're I'll be the fresh. Thanks a lot, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> head of the California Star Wars Vintage <laughs> Association misses my thread. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, only like the most important thing to happen, uh, at least yeah, in one yeah. section of the hobby, for like a decade, and, and Steve's just <laughs> on a beach looking up libraries or something. Right. Know. Right. <laughs> but it's cool because you can talk to the one person in the hobby who doesn't know the story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the story, Steve. I, I found all these displays along with Todd, and then we had like a a battle in the octagon, and Todd won. <laughs> oh man! He, yeah. He he did a he did a little uh, swift uh, boot to my head, and then the displays were all gone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> All right. Now, this so, all stemmed from that from that uh, display that was supposedly talked about at Celebration Five, right? The uh, the early bird one. That was it. Yep. Okay. Uh, we had our nice little uh, presentation, and yeah, it's all it's all like serendipity. I've been pretty lucky uh, collecting all these years, and uh, I I had approached uh, Gus, I think, for uh, first off about doing a um, uh, display presentation at uh, C5, and it, I think uh, someone had mentioned that you know we did the display uh, thing already, maybe two celebrations ago, but right. they were interested in doing it again, and uh, so uh, I talked to Todd about it, and we figured we'd join forces on it, and uh, we did so. And, and that was a great panel too. I mean, you guys actually brought stuff to look at, which was really yeah. cool, and. Uh, you know, it seems like you know displays have maybe been a l- little bit down in the hobby lately. So it was nice to yeah, get they, a little more attention their way. Yeah, they, they're still kind of down actually. <laughs> well, I think you know, this yeah, might change it, but yeah. Yeah, this 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 must change it. <laughs> yeah, the, like displays, that used to be the thing that was like the status symbol back in the you know later later nineties, mid to late nineties, and then for whatever reason, uh, just kind of petered out and just kind of like the 
X-wing aces target game and the die cast tie bomber, you know. Right. They're like the bi- they're like the big thing, and then all of a sudden, uh, people just don't really want to collect it. I think a lot of it is just uh, the size, of the displays, and uh, right. people don't have the space for it. Whereas like figure related stuff is uh, easier to display and, um, and put an acrylic collect more of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so then, so we we all remember all of our faithful listeners that at that panel, some guy right raised his hand and and he, he told you what did he tell you, Will? Uh, he uh, well, first what I said in the panel was like, uh, you know, this this display is like the first display that came out for Kenner, but we don't even have a picture of it because it's so rare. And then <laughs> then he kind of raised his hand and he said, Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> Both Todd and I looked at him like, what are you, crazy? Or, you know, what are you doing? Trying to sidetrack the uh, collector's panel. But, you know, I think I made a joke of it. And uh, to tell you, I really don't even remember exactly what I said. But uh, it was, you know, something to the effect of, hey, yeah, I'll talk to you after the show. Right. And, uh, <laughs> well, you were respectful, then, though. Both you and Todd were respectful. Because I, I was just thinking, this guy's a joke. But, but you guys, <laughs> yeah. you took him seriously enough to be like, okay, let's talk about, you know, let's. Let's talk after class. <laughs> yeah, and I think he made a few other comments throughout the uh, the panel, and um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but there were a couple other displays that we posted up there that were relatively rare displays, and he said mm-hmm. the same things like, "Yeah, I got that one. I got that one." <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Then after uh, after the panel, like I mentioned in the in the thread. Uh, you know, I, I turned my head and Todd had disappeared and uh, I was surrounded by a bunch of people. I'm like, what's going on here? Where'd Todd go? He left you to fend the, fend the questions. Yeah. And then I kind of blew off a few people. So, uh, again, I apologize if I, if I blew off any of the listeners. We, we, we couldn't we couldn't reach Todd uh, for comments. This is going to be a very Will-centered uh, presentation of the events. Everything is will centered when you're talking to Will, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so it turned out, yeah, he was a really nice guy, and he he flew out all the way from New York just to see our presentation, which I thought was like completely ridiculous. Wow. And uh, and the the bitter irony to that was, um, I, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, uh, Gus uh, had emailed me. Um, some guy had a blog, and he he was just reeling against our presentation and was saying like how boring it was and really uh, huh. yeah i can't even remember uh what the blog was but i mean it was uh, some guy went to our presentation didn't like it and he posted it up online I'm like oh great that, I'm, I'm glad i did that presentation <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so it was nice to have uh, somebody like specifically fly out there that was a huge boost to my already big ego so i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) that's outstanding though yeah that's that's great but yeah he was uh, he flew out there i guess uh just uh you know maybe gauge prices on the stuff and also gauge our interest in the stuff that he had so so it worked out well Right, and so so what? Wh- how did it go from that phase to the next part? So then celebration ends. What, what's the next yeah, phase? He, yeah, he, uh, he he didn't really have that much time there. I think he was only sp- staying like for the day and then flying back that evening. So we really didn't have time to talk to him anymore after that. He walked around the show, and he, uh, we exchanged emails and phone numbers. 
And then uh, Todd and I uh, followed up, Todd via email and I by phone, and uh, we just kept on trying to hit him um, with questions about it and see if he can like come up with a list. And really, he, he didn't have a list of stuff. He just said he had a lot of stuff, and it was all at his uh, mom's house in Pennsylvania. And he lived in New York, um, so it would take some time to coordinate getting there. And he's a pretty busy guy. Uh, I think he works for uh, NBC. Um, so he just, you know, didn't have the time to do anything. And uh, we were lucky if uh, we would catch him on the phone because there were, like, numerous times where I'd call him and uh, it would get to basically a full voicemail and I couldn't even leave a message. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) But um, after talking to him, you know, he he sounded like he had stuff. And at at the celebration, he had brought pictures and showed us that he actually did have some stuff he didn't have a picture of the pole display though because he wasn't really sure where it was and in you know in talking to him he he hadn't seen that thing in like years so he he had no clue where it was and he thought it might be in one of his uh in one of his storage containers and um that must have been torture for you to see all these pictures and it could be he could have it totally (laughs) wrong or it could be the actual thing yeah, we were uh, the whole time we were thinking that hey, this this is probably the the bin and header, which is uh, you know rare and very desirable display in itself. Right. Um, but uh, you know we didn't we really didn't have 100% faith that he had the pole display. So right. So then just just to make it clear, so then there was an early bird bin and header, and that's rare but not impossible. And then there's this sign that was on a, a pole is that, is that the idea yeah the the pole display so um it, it probably didn't predate the bin and header but it was it was something that uh, would be uh you know posted up on uh you know a gondola or like a center uh piece where they would have a bunch of these early bird kits and the early bird kits were probably also in the in the bin and header and this was just like an extra display that they would put up there um they're you know talking to other people there really weren't uh you know like no very few people had ever even seen the thing so wow. um, <clears throat> having having a guy like randomly show up at celebration <laughs> say hey, yeah i've got that <laughs> you know i haven't seen one of these in person ever so right wow so, so anyways uh you, you know you know the story we finally made it out there and well, well, Steve doesn't know the story. <laughs> you see, Steve's taking the place of the audience member who, in a couple of months, you know, hasn't read this thread and goes back and wants to hear it firsthand. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, a year, essentially, like a year goes by, or, or over a year goes by, and Todd uh, finally got him to commit to meeting. And Todd dropped me an email saying that we. Uh, you know, Todd was within driving range, so he he was just going to drive there. But you know, I'm in California now, so I had to fly there. And so I booked my flight and really only try try to keep it to like a day long. You know, try to keep my wife happy and not be gone the whole weekend. So I, I limited the, the time to just that Saturday. And and I get there and Todd uh, Todd picked me up picked me up at the airport on time. And uh, I was proud of Todd for that. <laughs> I was expecting him to be late. But uh, that was great. But then we're, you know, we're riding in the car, and I'm like, oh, maybe. maybe uh, well, for one, we got lost. We made a wrong turn, and uh, oh, no. so, <laughs> so um, 
so then I asked uh, maybe we should call Eric and uh, and uh, let him know we're coming a little bit late. And Todd, then Todd reveals to me that he hasn't spoke to Eric in like over a week. And I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're gonna be we're gonna be showing up at uh, Eric's mom's house, and uh, he's, she's gonna be wondering who the hell we are. Right. I'm all, oh, I'm sorry. Am I allowed to say hell on the on the podcast? Yeah, you are. And <laughs> if yeah. Han Solo can say it, I think you can say it. Well, yeah. right, delete, delete it out. <laughs> so yeah, so that uh, kind of gave me that sinking feeling, like, oh crap. Here we go again. <laughs> but I called him, and uh, he answered the phone and was happily uh, he was expecting us, so that was good. Oh, that's great. And then we showed up, and in the living room, he had set up a bunch of uh, displays, nothing like really primo, but uh, you know, he had a notebook display and some other stuff. And uh, we talked for a bit, and then uh, he brought us upstairs where his, uh, his old... Uh, this was his old bedroom, which was AKA his like 1970s bachelor's pad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was really cool. It was like, it was literally like walking into the past. I I don't know if you you guys remember like those velvet posters. Oh yeah. Like the neon velvet posters. Like, like I remember I had a cousin, this is like going back to the late seventies. I had a cousin, uh, stayed over his place once and he had this really cool looking velvet black Panther poster with like pink neon background and we walked up the stairs, and that was, like, one of the first things I saw. I'm like, wow, that sucks. That's, my cousin used to have that. Yeah, <laughs> well. It was stuck to the wall. Well, I mean, Will, you, you know about Bruce's paintings, right? So there's the, the uh, Bruce makes Black Velvet Star Wars paintings. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, I've glanced at those before. but uh, Yeah, well, I, I just got mine this month, so it's, it's fortuitous you'd mention that because I'm looking at it right now, and uh, <laughs> it does harken back to the 70s. That's part of the reason it works so well. So, so he had he had a panther. Is that is that what he had? Yeah, it was the black panther. You know, prowling oh, that's down. Great. I'm sure if you googled it, you'd probably be able to find a, a good yeah. picture of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll look for it. It was a, it was a, like a trip down memory lane, and the, so there was this like long kind of hallway. So there's stairs going up, and there was this long hallway going back, and that was just lined with stuff. Most oh. of it wasn't really Star Wars stuff, but like a few here and there, we can see like. X-wing fighter shipping case on the bottom that was like filled with clothes, and then you know the, there's some other rand. There's like the uh, there was like a Ben Cooper Chewbacca uh, costume in the corner, but that wasn't even the room. That was kind of like the hallway leading to his room, and then we uh, we we made it into the room, and uh, that was just filled with more stuff. <laughs> and, wow. And the bed the bed was just covered with displays, and he had uh, some of the some of the bins and headers out. And on the bed, and yeah, but it was like it was just so much stuff. I mean, I, I would call it a mess, and it kind of was a mess, but it, it was just a lot of stuff. There would be no way to organize it in that little space. So, mm. so, so we know we had found some good stuff, and there was more stuff to be found. And then uh, wow. we we just started searching through stuff i mean he just we i asked him hey can we just start looking through stuff and he's like yep go at it so we uh we went at it and we just pulled out you know display after display and shipping case after shipping case and then 
And finally, I made it to the closet. And uh, I think at one point when I had talked to him, like if several months back, he might have mentioned that he had thought it may be that pole display was in the closet, but he, he wasn't really sure. So hmm. I kind of, I, Todd had already taken the other side of the room, and I kind of veered towards the closet. And then the closet was just filled with shipping cases. I mean, most of them were empty, or some had stuff that I'd take out, but I pulled out a bunch of shipping cases and then mixed in amongst those shipping cases, kind of propped up against the back of the closet. There I found the uh, the shipping case and the display. It was wow. an awesome feeling. It was exciting. Huh. Yeah, that, that just must have been so great. <laughs> Because, I mean, there's so much good stuff anyways, right? But it's not quite the thing you're looking for. And then to to find it, that's just, that's awesome. Did did you say anything in particular? Did you say, Eureka, or I've got it, or or, hey, look over there? Yeah, no. (laughs) Hey, look over there, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I don't even remember what I said. It's just like, it's kind of like a blur, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, I, I probably said something like, uh, you know, look what I got, or it was nothing special that I said. I, right. I didn't have anything prepared. Right. Yeah. It was like a w- one small step for uh, for man, one giant leap for uh, display collectors. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good feeling pulling it out, and I mean, literally, I was I was like shaking. Wow. And I couldn't believe I found it. So. Well, that was good stuff, and then we finally pulled everything out of there and um, made the deal. Everybody was happy. And, and you found something was... else uh, pretty uh, rare too, right? The the wallpaper thing. What's what's the deal yeah, with that? Yeah, what's what's the story there? Uh, C three PO with a clover leaf on his chest. I don't know if you guys look at the picture closely on that. But oh my gosh, right? you're right. <laughs> How weird! It's like it's like uh, it's this foil looking C three PO, um, and it. It's such a crappy looking display, and it's like so flimsy. And I think that's why, like, none of the other ones have survived. But uh, huh. he, like, Eric had, you know, he worked in the store, but he also would go around and um, basically tell people to save displays for him. And uh-huh. this was one of the displays at some other store that uh, he had asked them to save, and it was in really nice shape. Um, considering that's, awesome. that's you know, from the late 70s. And, yeah, n- n- I don't think anyone has uh, ever found one before. Like wow. the, yeah. I think there's been, a, there's been an Empire um, Empire wallpaper display that's, uh, that's known, but uh, the C-3PO wallpaper display is, has not been seen before. And uh, you know, he, he had been uh, talking to other Star Wars collectors back in the day, and one of them was Walt Steuben, and probably most people don't remember him. I, I don't even remember him, but uh, I know of him. And he was like one of the one of the big guys back in the day, kind of like on, on the level with Steve Sansweet back in the 80s. Mm. And um, apparently Steuben had wanted this display because he, he didn't have it. And huh. he didn't know of anyone else who had it. But Eric decided to keep that one. He had traded some other displays and figures to him at, back in the 80s, but uh, that C-3PO wallpaper display he kept for himself. So I was huh. very lucky to score that one. And is that the uh, actual uh, wall covering underneath it? Is that the actual wallpaper underneath C-3PO? Yeah, yeah. It's like a – it's basically – it's got C-3PO's shoulders, and his head is kind of like three-dimensional with like two cardboard pieces stuck in there. Yeah, that's really cool. And there's like huh. two little hands – um, that are also separate pieces, and then there are like two feet that are separate pieces, 
and then basically the the wallpaper kind of blocks his body because he doesn't have a body. He's, okay. He's got, okay. He's got like All a right. black cardboard backing to him. Right. Um, but yeah, there's like so many pieces, and it's like the cardboard to the C3PO is so flimsy. It doesn't surprise me that none of these have ever you know been saved because it's it, you basically would have to not touch it to prevent it from falling apart. Right. Uh, speaking of which, how, how did you get all this stuff home? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good question. Well, that that was uh, that was Todd's booby prize uh, for uh, for winning the early bird display. You know, since uh, since we oh, worked it out. That oh yeah, whoever... and Steve doesn't know how you worked it out. And so this is a, a good example of how friends do things in such a competitive hobby. So how did you work out who would get the early bird display? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we decided that back uh, at celebration. Hey, this is uh, this is how we'll do it. To be the, to be fair, we're we're just going to flip a coin. Whoever wins the coin flip gets the first pick. And uh, you know, at the time, we didn't know how many uh, you know top tier displays he was going to have. I mean, right. it, it turned out he only had the one early bird pole display. All the other ones were great displays, and some of them were unknown. But there's nothing that really compared to that one. So I said, okay, whoever gets the early bird pole display, the, the other person is going to get most of the rest of the stuff. Uh, you know, and we basically uh, worked it out. So uh, we set values for things, and uh, we we increased the value of the early pole display, and we decreased the value of everything else. So that okay. way we can pick up to a, a certain amount that was a value that was equivalent to the early pole display. So. Oh, cool. Well, that sounds like a very uh, rational and good way for, I guess, now. He's a doctor too now, right? Didn't he just defend his thesis? Uh, you know, I haven't. I know he was so close to it. I haven't talked. Yeah, to no, him I, I, I think he did. So, yeah, so. Doctor Chamberlain, I presume. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations <laughs> to him on on passing that. And yeah, congrats, Todd. If that is the case. Although I'd have to say, getting the display is probably better than getting the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wow! And so, so, so you just flipped so a the, coin, huh? Yeah, so uh, you know, if we would have thunk it, we'd end up in uh, some IHOP in the middle of—I uh, don't even remember where we were in Pennsylvania—but uh, it was the only place open. And uh, before we sat down, I told the waitress, "Hey, we're going to need your help um, when we're finished <laughs> to help decide something." And she looks at me like, hey, "This guy's crazy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "It's very important. Um, so before you leave your shift, just come over and." Uh, um, and we, we've got something for you. So I, I don't know how long we were there. It seemed like we were there forever, though. And uh, like I mentioned, I kind of passed out in IHOP, so that was probably a pretty sight, me passed out in a booth in IHOP, and Todd, <laughs> Todd plunking away at the computer. And, uh, um, but, yeah, I'd been, I, I don't think I had slept the night before, so I was I was up, like, the whole the whole night. So. Well, I was running on adrenaline, yeah. Yeah. I bet. And... Um, so Todd typed up the list, and we set all the prices, and then uh, we finished eating our pancakes or whatever, and I think Todd had an omelet. <laughs> Key detail, yes. Uh, all details are good. Yeah, all, yeah and all then we brought, the, we brought the waitress over. I, uh, I supplied the quarter, and I let Todd call it because I was the one supplying the quarter. And um, he called heads. She flipped the quarter. It banged against the, a chair and then landed on the ground and was heads. So Todd won it. He won wow. the display. Does part mm-hmm. of you secretly blame the couch? 
the you know, the couch or the chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I the, like, 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 I, I, I could tell. I got, you, can I call foul? Can I call three? <laughs> <right. three? laughs> like, 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 nah, just that's it. We'll end it. But like when you're playing, you know, dice or whatever, you know, you're doing something. Dice. Oh, it's, it's it's cockeyed. You can't count that. You can't count that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Well, at, at but, least uh, you didn't have to pack everything up, right? That's right. So everything was already in Todd's car because he had drove. So uh, he drove it all home, and then everything that I got, Todd had to ship out to me. Oh wow! And like I said, that that was that was the movie price. Todd yeah. had to uh, ship everything to me. So. I thank Todd for that. I'm sure it was a painful process. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even imagine. That's so yeah. much big stuff. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, and it's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of amazing things in that fine. I've never even heard of crazy cow cereal. <laughs> what is that? There's like some kind of cereal box and it's. Yeah, that's a cereal from back in the, back in the day, back in the seventies. And yeah, crazy cow. Uh, the, that Crazy Cow box, I mean, is probably like one of the toughest earlier Star Wars boxes to get. That, huh. The particular one that uh, we had in that collection, was, the condition wasn't too good. But, right. But I didn't have one, so I was happy to get that one too. Yeah. Wow. That's just outstanding. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Well, yeah, we'll 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 include a a link uh, on the. Uh, you know, on our show notes and everything, but we just we wanted to make sure that we had an audio version of that story. Yeah, just, no, uh, absolutely. And and had to make yeah. sure that Steve learned somehow what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so so do do you know has has Todd talked about uh, how he's displayed it or or anything or? Uh, no, I think Todd's kind of uh, a little bit in transition right now, so I, I don't think he's he's probably not going to display it. He. He's probably going to keep it in a flat file or something. I mean, it's, it's right. in the shipper, so. Oh, yeah, that's that true. Long. So it's probably going to stay in the shipper. And, and my my stuff, I mean, like, I'm California now. As Steve knows, I like half my square footage moving from North Carolina <laughs> to <laughs> California. So yeah. Mo- yeah. Most of my stuff is boxed up in the garage. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm still working on uh, trimming trimming things down and trying to make space to display everything. But. I did. You know, my my wife's probably pissed, but the Bionic Man and the Bionic Woman, those displays are still hanging up in the living room. I haven't got around to taking those down yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like the Bionic Woman because it says new mission purse. And, uh, Man, that mission purse has got some cool stuff in it. Man, a little Morse code uh, yeah. thing and uh, a hairbrush. I mean, what more can you ask for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I imagine there's some some bionic collectors out there who are like, ah, why do these Star Wars guys wind up with all the cool stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were two like two really rare Mego headers also that um, that really haven't uh, well, one one hasn't been really pictured anywhere on the internet yet that I could find. Really, the one with the, the, one with the Conan on it. So uh, yeah, I posted pictures up on the Mego Mego boards and uh, <clears throat> they got a lot of interest. So. So it was another cool thing I was find. That it, I mean, we didn't even realize it at the time. We just thought, hey, Megahead are cool. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. It's probably Mego, Mego, I don't know. It's well, Lego, I, Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But uh, that's pretty awesome because I imagine they're, yeah, that would be like just some <laughs> random Mego person being like, hey, check out this early bird pole header. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's well, excellent. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks for uh, for getting the uh, sure, no problem. The audio hey, on. I, it's awesome. Hey, 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 I wanted to ask you guys: Did you do the lightning round already? 
no, no. Okay, um, well, I, I'm going to turn the tables on you guys. I got a lightning round for you guys. All right. right. I, oh I like this. Right. <laughs> you ready for it? <laughs> all right. As ready, ready as we can be, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to switch. I'm going to do Sky first, and then Steve will switch back, and I got three questions for each of you. Okay. Okay, Sky. Yes. It's 1980. You've just won $5,000. How many plus Chewbacca's could you buy at retail? Wow, is this is this a math question? Oh, jeez. Don't ask Sky math questions. I'm not a or doctor of math. Doctor of philosophy. Uh, let's just, see. just make a guess. Just make a guess. Do- okay, all right, let me think. Uh, gee, I don't know. 400? Wrong, 834.7. Wow. Steve, you're next. 834, wow. Steve, you're next. Here's a question. What's your favorite shipping case? Shipping case. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I don't know too many. I, I have. I only have. I have one. It's the the uh, survival kit offer from from Empire. But if I had to choose a favorite, um, yeah, I'm stumped. I don't. I don't know enough of them to, to choose. Yeah. The, the answer is B wing pilot. Okay, okay Sky. Your wait, turn. wait, wait. Is there a B wing pilot shipping <laughs> case? It, 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 does that even exist? How crazy would that ne- be? Next question. Next question. Okay. Ready, Sky? Right. I'm ready. Okay. If you were a store display, which one would you be? Oh, easy. I would be the uh, I'd I'd be the the, the Canadian uh, Empire Strikes Back twenty one uh, proof because wrong that's, wrong you're wrong, wrong you're wrong. Yeah, I know. Don't make me be that that, that whack one where where it's like chewy with two other people because I hate that display. No, no, you're the inflatable lightsaber. You're tall, thin, and erect. <laughs> oh, erect. Am I allowed to say erect on, yes, you're on, allowed to on say the podcast? Okay, all right. In, in reference to me, yes. Okay. All right, Steve. <laughs> Steve, right. you're next. Ready? Okay. Kenner produced 200 million vintage Star Wars figures. Of these, 100 million were of which figure? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, Wait, first of all, is that all true? It, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't seem quite true, but uh, uh, I don't know, man. Let, let, let me have it. Viewing pilot. You can't get me with that every time. No, no, it's which 100 million are still left on the show. That, that's probably the most proper question, yeah. Okay, all right. Oh, all right, wow. Sky, la- last question for you. Right? I'm ready. What's your favorite onion? I was going to say red onion, but I think I'll have to say I'll, – I'll say a kive. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got one. All oh, right. Awesome. I got one. Okay. What it's other? a chive. Okay. Excellent. Okay, chive. Steve, this is your last question. I, right. I, I have confidence that you're going to get this one. Okay, ready? <laughs> what is the only vintage Star Wars figure that looks exactly like an A-wing pilot but is colored red? <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Beaming Pilot. I think I got one for three. Beaming Pilot, you got it! You got it! I can feel somewhat intelligent by the end of this conversation. You got it. Wow, Uh, Will. Good deal, Will. Uh, That that that's good. We need we need more of that. Yeah, yeah. More table turning. That's great. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's great. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll go out on that note. We'll uh, we'll. Uh... All right, all right, cool. I hope you don't mind me turning the tables on you. No, no, oh, it's, no. Uh, it was uh, enough grief and enough pain for all of us. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on, Will. Yeah, and enjoy, all right. Enjoy the rest of the football game. Yes. Okay, thanks. It was good talking to you. <laughs> yeah, great talking to you. Will. All right. Well, that that was a good talk with Will.
Absolutely. Glad to glad to shine the light uh, so Steve knows what's going on. Every once in a while, I, I need a, a good whack to the back of the head. <laughs> get get your nose out of the stacks. Yeah, something. That's uh, what does that mean, anyways, in libraries? Because you know, the Steve, stacks. Steve's, Steve's learning all about library science, of course. So, right. So you it's, know, it's a part of the library. Why is it called the stacks? I you know, it doesn't make much sense to me, but they they use it for archives too. It's like just the uh, it's just the shelves, really. It's like I'm I'm stuck in the stacks. I mean, you just just you just in there with all the stuff. So it just means <laughs> like the stacks of books. Yeah, basically. Okay. The simplest answer. The simplest answer. Yeah. Okay. Good. A uh, little bit of library science vocab. Is that what you call it, Steve? Library science? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's library science, but uh, the school I'm in, they, they focus on archival studies, but the, the overall program's library science, yeah. Awesome. So when, yeah. when you get your, your degree, are you going to take off the AR? So it's like Kyvel? Uh Yeah, maybe. Sure? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Like, it's, what's that? I said I like that. That's a, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, just just constant like never say archive in your professional uh, life. Just always no. be like, oh yeah, I study archival science. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's the end of the year. Time to time to think about uh, holidays and and uh, New Year's and all that. And uh, about this time every year, there's the reflections for the year, and uh, and these are threads that come out on Rebel Scum. And they sort of say, what have you succeeded in this year, and what do you hope to do next year? Have you ever participated in these, Steve? I have. It's It's been probably at least a year or two. Uh, probably two years, actually. I don't yeah. think I ever have. I don't know why. You know, I, I like posting. Yeah. But, but I was thinking, see, why don't we do it, you know, right now? Yeah. Oh, that works. A, a, a year-end wrap-up of our favorite uh, of our collecting years. Okay. So, so, Steve, what's what's happened of, of note in this year, 2011, for you as a collector? Collecting-wise, my biggest goal was to get my collection set up. So I one. spent the summer doing that, and it's actually, well, the summer into the winter <laughs> doing that. It's uh, it's all, all set up for now, and I'm really stoked with it. Um, and as far as adding stuff, I don't think I added anything too crazy. Um I, not th- nothing that comes to mind, but um, that's basically because I'm broke. T- t- doing the room over took all the money I had that was the, the Star Wars fund. Right. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think, yeah, the main goal was just to get the room set up and, and get stuff framed. I had stuff that I'd been meaning to frame for years. That, that's, it's all finally hung up on the walls, and and uh, I'm, really, I'm really stoked with it. So that, that was the big goal. And, and you've have you done a big limelight? No, I, I never have. Um, but I, it's basically Kivecast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Let's get some pressure here on Steve to show yeah. off the uh, the B wing wing. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I've never I've, I've done a limelight of the B wing stuff, but never set up. It was always just in a light box. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, we, yeah. We, we should see it. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, that's I, I think as far as uh, for me, I've just been just sort of randomly stumbling on things just constantly. I'm just like I had no goals and I achieved nothing. <laughs> so well, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like I picked up that cool like photo art, and you know, I, I was uh, able to to uh, uh, Andy over at the toy chamber hooked me up with. If you remember in the in the the Japanese cast, they talked about the Meiji chocolates. Yeah, that, that rings a bell. Well, anyway, so so back in the day, uh, Japan had these little 
plastic figures that came in like these little tubes of chocolate, kind of like uh, like M and M's, you know. Were these like the movie promotion things, or is that I'm thinking of something else? Yeah, they're like really small pieces of rubber. Okay, basically. And I'd never even seen the Chewbacca, and uh, and it was offered to me. Um, actually, I, first time I ever completed a meal uh, a a deal entirely through text, which is pretty mm. fun. Wow! Um, so I just picked that up this month. So cool. You know, that's just a good example. Although, uh, can I give you the best reason not to wear shoes in your house, Steve? Um, yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> so I had a I had a birthday party for my daughter uh, last Saturday. Oh, cool! And we had twenty three kids. Oh, twenty three three and four year olds. Which oh if man! You don't have kids. You don't know how many that is. This was a bad plan. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, I, we got three floors here, so I'm not always watching the museum. Ooh. And at some point, uh, you know, the it was kind of knocked into, and I didn't <laughs> notice it, but I completely stepped on the little tiny Meiji Japanese 1978 oh, no. Chewbacca. And oh, fortunately, no. it's rubber, and I wasn't wearing shoes. Resistant. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's resistant. Good. <laughs> good Japanese product. But uh, yeah. that, that, that's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was sort of sort of my 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 floating 2011. Uh, okay, definitely, I'd have to say getting that piece by Bruce. If you don't have a piece by Bruce, you should make that your goal for 2012. And I'm not just talking to you, Steve. I'm talking to anybody. Velvetgeek.com. You got to commission them because man, those things are awesome. That they are. Um, so what what are your what are your goals for the for the 2012? Goals this year, um, I guess. Mainly to, I guess, keep up with the the podcast. That that's kind of been the yeah one way to keep me grounded. But uh, I guess um, hopefully have some money for Celebration Six. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my goal. Because I, I, I don't know. You never. You always end up spending way more money than you think when you go to those things, and it just gets a little a little nutty. But uh, I don't know. I I don't have anything really in mind. I'm really happy with where I'm at. So we'll, we'll see. If yeah. anything, it just seems like stuff comes your way when you don't look for it. So um, yeah, that's we'll see. We'll see. That's one nice thing about being a part of the uh, the fictional inner circle, which is you know just having a lot of friends in the hobby. Yeah. Is uh, boy, sometimes you just don't have to look. It's just like, yeah. hey, dude, uh, you want this? Well, you might like this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. Great, thank you. <laughs> um, hey, check out this auction. Yeah, I'll bid on that. Seven thousand dollars later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say that for me it's trying to have money at C6, uh definitely keeping the the Kivecast going, although that's been easier because Steve, you've been doing a lot more work lately. <laughs> and I really really there's one piece, there's a, another Chewbacca collector and and I've been trying to figure out a trade for ah. 5 years. And I really That's got to be a record. I'm really hoping to work out this trade. Although the place where it is, nothing tends to leave there, so we'll we'll see. But mm-hmm. uh, that's my goal. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full on for that. Sounds intriguing. <laughs> yeah, it is intriguing. Uh, oh, and uh, speaking of Celebration Six, um, we need to think more about our party, Steve. Do you have any any new ideas? Well, let's see. Where we left off last time, we have the uh, the C3PO Happy Meals that we all have to wear. Uh, the give a show presentation. Yep, I got the give a show. Um, that works. That's all set. That's um, good. Yeah, we gotta um, we gotta make the the burger chef. Right. Meals. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, someone was suggesting uh, getting. I think it was Ron was suggesting getting a bop bag. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, bot bag. Uh, we could have a little uh, so WWE it... championship style with the bot bag. That would work. So if anyone here has a bot bag <laughs> they're willing to donate, uh, you know, you'll get it back, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll hit it a little time. Kivecast at gmail.com. Um, and I didn't tell you this before, but uh, our, our, our benefactor, the Imperial Dignitary himself, Gus Lopez, uh, the real GL, he's offered <laughs> some C-3PO's for us to eat. Oh, my. I, I remember some mention of this before, but th- this is real, huh? This yep, <laughs> it's real, and it's happening. Uh, and, oh, man. Uh, so we're, we're going <laughs> to eat it for free, but anyone else who wants to has to, I don't know, donate some money or something. And also uh, sign a waiver. Um, yeah, sign a waiver. C-3PO's are a little bit beyond the uh, expiration date, I'd imagine. A little bit, but you know, it's all corn and sugar. and Yeah, it lasts. It lasts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if, uh, I, we don't think we have any more ideas, but again, any kind of fun, vintage ideas that you guys have, something we can do of actually using these things. Um, I was thinking about getting out that uh, there, I have a, a really rare uh, Peruvian bootleg board game. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I think we could play a game of that. We could set up a game table. We could play that uh, Turkish game that we used to play at the... Uh, oh, yeah. The, the... What was that game called? It's like Yildiz something or other. Yildiz. 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 Yeah, play some Yildiz, you know, make up our own rules because we can't read Turkish. Uh, <laughs> you know, like maybe get a little game thing going on there, maybe escape from the Death Star, see if we can have a championship round of that. And if we can make it somehow look like a casino at the same time, I'd be all for that. Yeah. That would be just a... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Now I'm starting to get out there. Yeah, you, now you went too far, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's uh, it's getting getting closer and closer. We're now only like three or four seasons away from it. It's it's going to be here before we know it. It's, yeah. Uh, it will be, and I'll have to work on coming up with a sound drop for Celebration Six announcements. Hmm. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, I think. Um, as well, too, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Steve, that I want to talk about this, but we haven't talked about nostalgia in a little while. I don't know. It, it has been a little bit. You're uh, going back to the childhood pictures, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking that if you haven't checked out the childhood pictures thread in a while, if you're like me and you're not like a primarily a, a nostalgia guy, maybe it's been a couple years or a couple months since you've looked at it. But there are just some great pictures that are, yeah. that are there, and especially with this Christmas time. I, I mean, I showed them to my kids, and they loved it, Yeah, um, just to see pictures of it. Uh, my, my personal favorite is from uh, a poster named M. Skywalker, and uh, <laughs> he uh, – I sent you the picture of this. And it's, yeah. it's you know, just the, the, the standard uh, Chewbacca costume, but he has his hands up like the wolf man. Yeah. <laughs> and I, the reason why I love that is it, it, it's really evocative because I, I don't think it was his idea. I bet it was like his mom or his dad, whoever's taking the picture, or uh, maybe like a grandmother who doesn't know what a Star Wars is. That, that, that could be true. And it's like, oh, you're the wolf man. Put your arms up like the wolf man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could just see him that Chewbacca doesn't do this, grandma. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> just do it once. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a picture of himself on his chest either. No, that's that's a good point. <laughs> and uh, he gets extra extra points too for sending off his post with Wampa Wampa. Yep. So uh, that's uh, I haven't really seen that before. So awesome. Yeah, yeah that was that was a, a pretty good thing. And I think the last thing for news, as much as 
news is just all old stuff. Um, <laughs> Steve, you had a uh, an interesting uh, note from uh, from something that's called uh, the Jawa Sand People Refund Program. So can you inform us how the listeners can participate in this refund program? Yeah, absolutely. So this is what you have to do. Uh, you get a cash refund for up to $3 on the purchase of Star Wars 2 and a quarter uh, inch Jawas. That's uh-huh. that's so sad. Or uh, Sand People. They actually refer to them as sand people, sand people here. Okay. So basically what you had to do was uh, take the, the nameplates for six figures and it would be a combination of three and three jawas and sand persons uh-huh. or uh basically once you send those in they will send you a refund uh 50 cents per figure so you get three bucks back in the mail and wow. uh so, so all you have to do is just send in the nameplate and you get 50 cents per nameplate of just these two figures yeah so uh, they were apparently uh wanting to get the jawas and sand people out the door but uh, I just love the name of that, the Jawa Sand People Refund. Yeah, the Jawa Sand People <laughs> Refund. Yeah, that was yeah. You had to send you had to send it to One Industrial Drive in Maple yep. Plain, and unfortunately, it expires September first, nineteen eighty. Unfortunately, and yeah. it's void in Washington. Mm, so that's take too bad. That, um, Gus, <laughs> Gus can't get his money back. No, no. Um, and also, Steve, I think for Celebration Six, we will extend the same offer. So <laughs> I like it. The Kivecast <laughs> will refund up to three dollars for Jawa and Sand People nameplates. So if you want to bring those in, uh, we you know we really care, much like Kenner does. And uh, but yeah, I don't know anything about this about this offer. Uh, I uh, yeah, I, I just stumbled upon it looking for for Tuscan Raider stuff on the archive. I'm like, huh, never heard of that before. And sure enough, yeah, it's, it said it was uh, here. It was an in-pack flyer. So yeah. yeah, I guess they were just trying to get rid of of all the Jawas and Tuscans. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's not a bad figure to have multiples of. You know? No, no, it makes sense. Uh, it does make sense. Yeah, and that's a lot of money too. If you figure the figure, they went for two bucks, right? Yeah, two fifty something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and so you get fifty cents back. That's almost some percentage back. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Steve. Well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, what do you want to do? The the nugget or the unloved item first? What what you feel Uh, about? Let's let's go nugget. Let's go nugget. Let's go nuggety. Tis a nugget. From the archive, tis a nugget. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. All right, heading into the nugget. Actually, uh, in in between uh, hitting record, Steve and I were just talking about how this this episode's going better than last month. So, yeah, uh, and I said, you know, they got what they paid for last month. So. <laughs> This month you're getting so much more. Uh, so what, what did you pick, Steve? So what we got here is concept artwork for a Bantha, and this was from 1985. So it was after Power of the Force, um, what they were wanting to do, and I just think it's it's funny. Uh, the image itself is so simple, but uh, right. <laughs> but it would have been such a cool toy for for kids that still had their Tuscan Raiders back back in the '80s. I would I probably would have been clamoring for one if if I had Tuscan Raiders. So um, yeah, it was uh, it's kind of like a side side project for those random 
Aether Prime and Clone Warriors spinoff that they were thinking about doing, and they were actually talking about doing some basic stuff, like uh, like a Bantha and Grand Moff Tarkin, and stuff that kids probably would have recognized more, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's the, it's the, we've talked about it before, I think, at least once, the, the concept that in 1985 they were going to continue the line, right. and, uh, and as always, Ron Salvatore, uh, who is finally a friend of the Kivecast, um, <laughs> well, he was always a friend, but he actually was heard. Um, yes. He, he uh, his first question is, can you imagine the, what the commercials would have been like? Bantha, Bantha, Bantha. So, I, I think yes, yeah. Right. When I saw that, I'm like, all right, that that's got to be the nugget for yep. for this month. <laughs> that's got to be the nugget. And I mean, these things are just so great. These production, uh, I mean, these concept artwork pieces. I mean, especially this one because there is no indication how this would be a toy. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a drawing of a Bantha, and underneath it it says Bantha. Bantha, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they would have had, like, the little uh, little Tauntaun, uh, like, trap door in its back where you could have yeah, stuck it yeah. in. I imagine, yeah. But, I mean, I, I remember uh, Lobart, he, uh, he bought, I think, like, three Power of the Force 2 Banthas. Oh, okay. And, I mean, it was just because he just really wanted a Bantha. <laughs> if you think about it, getting I mean, a Dewback is such a minor character compared yeah, to a Bantha. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Huh. I guess they couldn't get the fur right. Yeah, that maybe that's that's a, a good point. It would have been uh, a little bit complicated back then, but I got to think yeah. there's got to be, right? Don't you think there, there's probably a prototype out there? I I wish a, I wish in 78 of a of a Bantha. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's a good question. You'd have to ask someone like Sansweet or uh, some yeah. historian. I, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, maybe Christian Gullius would know. He might. He might. I just had to say his name because I didn't think yes. we were going to get it in today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Boy. Well, I mean, obviously we'd know if that existed. But I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that, that that doesn't exist in any form. Anyway, so so good good choice of a nugget. And I always love it when they're the... Uh, when they're in the from the collection of anonymous, yes, those are always good. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, Steve, you could have it. I know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, cool. Actually, uh, before because um, we've been getting some notes from our sponsors, they want us to to integrate things a little bit more uh, organically into the show. So mm, okay. uh, we're going to go kind of in between the nugget and the unloved item. Okay. And. Um, Actually, it's um, Jason West mentioned this uh, in in last month's uh, last month's podcast. If he were a vintage item, what would he be? And he said he would be the new Kenner Droid Factory, where you can actually assemble droids yourself, just like the Jawas from the Star Wars movie. So uh, let's let's hear the commercial from our good friends at Kenner, shall we? All right. I need another leg. It's Kenner's new Star Wars droid factory that you put together to make your own droids. Jawa action figures sold separately. Hey, I made R2-D2. You can make your own droids or follow the droid maker blueprints. By switching different tops, arms, and legs, you can make hundreds of droids, up to five at a time. The movable crane swings parts where you need them. You can even make droids with wheels. Gotcha. The Star Wars droid factory. Jawa action figures sold separately. New from Kenner. Not much to say there, Steve, but I do like, I need a leg. I need another leg. <laughs> That's good. Did he also say that you could make your droids look weird? I don't know if I misheard that, but. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so. But, I might, uh, maybe I just misheard that, but uh, 
<laughs> I anyway, I think he could, uh, but yeah. given that uh, sense of creativity, there, yeah, so. I, I think he could. Good. So, so thanks again, Jason, for uh, for dropping some Java knowledge on us, and uh, and really, uh, yeah, the Droid Factory is almost unloved. I would say, out of, out of all the playsets, that's one that, I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of weak. But uh, I don't know. What do you think, Steve? Ah, I don't know if I'd say unloved, but uh, it, it deserves a. A shout, definitely. It deserves a shout out. Yeah. All right. But speaking of unloved, let's uh, <laughs> let, let's 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 give the unloved item. And Steve, you've now. There's a couple ways to go with Star Wars Christmas. Um, yeah. My initial pull is to go Life Day. You know. Because, yeah. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm a Wookiee guy, but I'm not going to be pushing <laughs> my Wookiee agenda on the whole Capcast uh, audience <laughs> much. Um. But let's. Uh, what did you pick out, Steve, as your unloved item? So I've never actually heard this album. Uh, I started listening to snippets of it. But in 1980, there was a uh, Christmas album put out that was Star Wars related. It was called Christmas in the Stars, um, <laughs> and uh, it's got I think ten tracks on it or so. And uh, it's got the debut of Bon Jovi for one. Yeah, um, which is one of those things. Which if you if you ever are in search of a good trivia piece, that's a really good one. <laughs> that like, is a good one. <laughs> like what? It was John Bon Jovi's debut recording. Uh, Let's see. I'm gonna pull up the track list real quick. Um, I uh, <laughs> the best one and the most strange is uh, what can you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already has a comb? Yeah, and I don't know if you. I'm sure you've heard that, right? Yeah, I've I've heard it. Um, okay, it's just it's so good. It's it's maddening. Yeah, um, I mean yeah. just just the title. I mean, there's some real inventiveness uh, yeah. going on with that. Um, <clears throat> but you got Anthony Daniels singing a lot in there, which is it's just kind of strange um, as C-3PO singing about Christmas. But uh, <laughs> there you have it. Um, anyway, I, I was just curious to see how easy it was to find these things, and if you go to Amazon, it's one of those things where it's like. They have one CD that's brand new for $199. I'm like, wow. Oh, wow. Out of, out of print. But uh, there was a few on eBay that were selling for like $40 or so. And uh, I just thought I just thought that the uh, – I love Ralph McQuarrie's art and the fact that he did that Christmas series for the Christmas cards. And they actually used one of these for this album. Just uh, It seemed like the right the right choice. Right, but, yeah. Uh, and and to, 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 let's try and describe – Yeah, the, yeah, we'll describe it. The art, um, it's like uh, – looks like it's Santa's workshop, right? Right, and uh, I don't know if that's supposed to be Santa down there by the fire, but um, either Santa or a weird-looking elf, I don't know. But uh, you got <laughs> R2-D2 putting toys together, and I can't really quite tell what C-3PO is doing. He's holding on to something, but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, I'm now looking at it a little closer. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to figure out exactly what's happening in this. I mean, it's yeah. very homey. You know, there's a, yeah. there's a wreath. And there's uh, you know all, all sorts of toys everywhere, but I guess it's also the whole... very industrial too. You got all these <laughs> very Star Warsy looking contraptions that the teddy bears and things are hanging from. So uh, right. it's 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 weird for sure. Well, I guess that honors Lucas's initial vision, Steve, of mixing of organic and industrial elements. Yes, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a really nice piece of art. Yeah, that's too bad. There's no like vintage Star Wars toys in the painting though. That that would just be the the ultimate, uh, oh, I don't know. It's kind of like an I Spy thing, though. There may even be one. There, there. there may be. I almost, 
it's weird. The, the picture on the archive is a little bit blurry, but it almost looks like there's a Jawa in the box there on the right. Oh, yeah. But I, I, it could just be a, a bear. I don't know. Well, hey, if you think there is a figure in Ralph McQuarrie's uh, painting of the of the toy workshop, give us an email, guyvecast at gmail.com. Am I going overboard with that, Steve? No, no. I, th- I think it's good to to you uh, to plug it a bit because I tend to forget to. So it's it's yeah. good that you do. Yeah, it's good. Or pocket wampa, of course. Yes. Not just for drunken Swedes. No. Um, so let's uh, let's let's move forward and uh, hit hit the market watch, shall we, Steve? Sounds good. One dollar flicks. Market Watch. So, Steve, before we get to your traditional Market Watch, uh, let's hear a little bit from uh, from our good old buddy Pete, uh, who goes right. by. Is it Frat Boy Twenty Four? Is that what he goes? Yeah, by? yeah, I think it's Frat Boy Twenty Four on, on Rebel Scum. I was trying to come up with a cool, you know, casting name for him. <laughs> um, but I couldn't think of anything, so I, I thought of like Fratat or Fratat Boy, but <laughs> something about that just sounded kind of weird. Yeah, uh, not not quite right, but not not eh. my best. It's no Silent but Danley. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, any ideas for that? Guidecast at gmail dot com. Okay, now I'm going too far. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we appreciate it. You know, for second month in a row, he sent in some ideas, and uh, yeah, I think. Um, it's some interesting ones here. You want to start off first? Sure. Uh, one second. Okay. Uh, I was looking at the wrong one. Okay, so the first thing he's got here is a prototype Vader case that uh, I guess it was offered for sale earlier earlier this year, and it's it's still around. It hasn't hasn't sold, but uh, it's got it's one of those chrome uh, chrome plated not plated but uh, the chrome looking display cases. The uh, not display. Uh, I'm totally falling over myself right now. It's all right. All right. <laughs> Okay, starting over. All right, so what he's got here is a prototype Darth Vader carry case, and uh, it's kind of like those C-3PO's we were talking about a couple months ago. Right. It's got that metallic look to it. And uh, he was telling me that, I guess, earlier this year there was a debate about authenticity. And so say they got it in and got it graded, and um, it's listed for sale at twelve ninety nine right now. It's pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah, um, even with the acrylic, it does look kind of shiny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's cool. I, I think it's it's an interesting item for sure. So we'll see we'll see if it sells. But yeah, uh, and we we uh, we were talking about it too, right? They, this was just the way that they were testing out the vac metalizing process, right? Right. Right. So they weren't even. It was just testing it out for three PO. Yeah. Right. That that was where I made that joke about it being like uh, testing uh, Luke and Carbonite, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm putting right. on a carbonate to test for Luke just to make sure the the, the metalizing process works. <laughs> and actually, Steve, this reminds me of a of a uh, vintage in real life moment. Oh, um, I was at uh, it was during Thanksgiving, and I was hanging out with my brother at a TGI Fridays. All right, um, which is not a place I like to hang out, but uh, <laughs> whatever. And you know, they always got a bunch of crazy crap on the walls. That's and, true. Uh, flare, flare, yeah, it's all flare. About the flare. <laughs> And they had a, a whole bunch of, like, vintage Star Wars stuff up on the walls. Really? And, yeah, and one of them was a Darth Vader uh, case. Huh. And it was it was gold. And so 
obviously I'm like, there's no way that's a prototype or whatever. <laughs> it must be spray painted. So I looked up and I chipped away a little bit of the paint to make sure that it was just spray painted gold. <laughs> so if you're ever in Victor, New York and you're at the TGI Fridays uh, and you see a little bit of paint chips, that was me. Sorry, guys. Just um, a little bit of detective work. That's yeah, just, all. Just a little bit of detective work. But, you know, vintage <laughs> is all around if you know where to look for it. Uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, he he also um, sent a couple of uh, early bird kits. Yeah, fits um, the season. Yeah, and they uh, they had really high um, starting prices. Yeah. Um, Let's see. First one uh, was a starting price at twenty five hundred. It doesn't look like this one's sold, but it has a double a double telescoping Luke. So there, there there's the an incentive there. Right. Um, yeah, and then, boy, I guess this is weird, Steve. We're actually talking about auctions that are currently up. Yeah, or that have ended. That one said it ended, but... Right, that didn't... one ended but didn't sell. And then this, okay. the other uh, DT is uh, it's a non-double telescoping. Oh, non-double telescoping. Okay, gotcha. But that one's uh, currently being listed for 950 mm. So we could be outing an auction. But you know what, Steve? Mm. I don't care. I don't think we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, might, it might be uh, already done by the time we're... We're That's there true. anyway. So. Yeah, but yeah, by the time I, I post this, it'll probably be four days from now. Um, <laughs> but this actually raises an interesting question: is I would imagine that single telescoping Luke's in early birds would be more rare, right? Logistically, I guess that would make sense. Um, but hmm, that's a good question. But we'll have to ask someone who knows because yeah. I, I wonder if – I mean obviously it's more desirable to have the double telescoping. But it right. seems to me that – From I just would, a numbers standpoint yeah, as because, far as how many were out there? I don't right, know. Because if there are any double telescoping on 12 backs, right, those are presumably earlier. Right. So when would there be single telescoping Luke's – in an early bird set. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe there's less of those. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but it, it, we need to see if uh, to see where that ends, to see where the, where the market is on those. Yeah. Um, let's see. Up next, he, uh, he sent us in a uh, Nian Num uh, Return of the Jedi 65 back proof card. Not a sold. Sean Nian Nub, but just a no, regular Nian No, 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 just a regular. <laughs> <laughs> this one seems solid. Uh, it sold for 383 which uh, for Return of the Jedi proof, that's pretty good. I mean, that's I, I, I mean, as far as the seller's concerned, that you got a pretty decent uh, haul for that. So there you go. Yeah, I, I never understand why return proofs are so cheap. Well, I mean, depends. Uh, it, I guess they're cheaper, not as cheap as the revenge proofs, but uh, I mean, yeah. to me, that seems low. But yeah, I mean, I know that's pretty high, you know, for where the proof market is right now. Yeah, yeah. It just depends. There's those proofs that are the you know the one-offs that you don't you only know of the one that's around. But um, right. with these with these, you just you never know quite how many are out there. You hear different things. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's only for Nian Nub, but that is a pretty that's a pretty good amount. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. What do you want to do next? Well, I want to talk about the auctions that I lost, Steve. Okay, uh, let's let's hear the the sad story. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I got an email from uh, our, our favorite Swede, Matthias, and the, the, the line was, "Are you ready to sell a kidney?" Ooh. And uh, it's a link to um, a auction for a Spanish Empire Strikes Back Chewbacca. Mm. And so 
I mean, this thing is sweet. You know, it's it says uh, it's got the logo in Spanish: El Imperio Contraataca. Uh, yeah, it's got that the, is pretty sweet. The small blue like stamp logo. Right. Uh, I've never seen one of these before. I haven't seen you know I haven't seen one since it ended two days ago, uh, mm-hmm. whatever ended a week ago. Um, but uh, foreign carded are officially bananas, Steve. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, go ahead and agree with that. <laughs> and and as far as I'm concerned, that's way, the way they should be. I mean, I, I remember, you know, buying things that were foreign carded in 2004, 2005, and I would always pay 10 percent more than they were worth, 20 percent more than they were worth, because I'm like, these are so rare. Why aren't people spending more money on them? Yeah. Well, now even Mister Overspender over here is just getting completely blown away. <laughs> this sold for five thousand euros and that's wow. like what seven thousand five hundred dollars something around there Some, something around there wow i mean it's a nice it's a nice figure oh my goodness and it's rare but i don't Oof. know if it's worth i don't know like seven thousand five hundred dollars <laughs> I, I mean oh boy uh, yeah so wow. um needless to say uh, i was outbid by uh by several thousand dollars, um, <laughs> and I—I I was even—I uh, was even thinking. I mean, I didn't think I had much of a chance, but you know, I thought maybe, maybe you never know. Maybe three <laughs> grand would get it because three grand still seems crazy to me. It still seems yeah. like that's like me paying too much. Mm. But no, there's 21 bids on there, and wow. a lot of them were were well over uh, well over my bid. Um, yeah, just were, crazy. Hmm. Yeah, there's a bunch of bids over 3,000 euros. Um, so. There you have yeah, it. There hmm. you have it. Uh, and there was uh, other uh, PVPs, but, uh, well, that's the most important one because it was Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> and uh, actually, I can't, I can't, I can't locate those links. So if you can find the other links to the other Spanish auctions, where should they email, Steve? Kivecast at gmail.com. Good. Now, you jerks, start emailing us. All right. (laughs) Now, let's get into the traditional, Steve. Okay. It's been a while since we've had a little bit of the... Hey, you know what, Steve? Did I ever show you that video? Which video? I made a video. I'll post the link of it, of of my son when he was like two years old, and he was doing the... His Tuscan impersonation? Yeah, he's doing his Tuscan impersonation, and I mixed it in with the movie. Oh, uh, wow. That's... Oh, that's got to be priceless. Yeah, it's pretty... I haven't watched it in years, though. I'll just make me cry that sunrise sunset thing. <laughs> Back when you were so young. But anyway, yeah, it's been a while since we've heard from those uh, those Tuscan Raiders. So, so tell us a little bit about the the Tuscan market. Tuscan market. All right, here we go. Starting off just like we always do. We got a 12 back. Um, this one wasn't graded. Uh, just kind of middle of the road condition. It sold for 152.50 with four bids. So I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I guess actually I do know because you said it earlier. But the that image on that card, it really deserves some some love because it's yeah. just it's so classic. Yeah, and he's just he's. You know, it's like the there's like a, a uniformity of the color, and it's got that great, strange Tatooine pink sky. Yep. And yeah, I mean that's really the only. I mean, okay, there's a couple of scary moments in Star Wars, but that's definitely the moment where you know my daughter hides her head and says, "Yeah, I can't watch." <laughs> you know, and it's just such a great yeah. figure. And yeah, 
He does kind of look like a, something that would be in a, a weird horror movie. Um, yeah. Like one of those the, old like black and white horror movies. Or like The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, that <laughs> that's true. That, Boy, that's was The Hills Have Eyes before that? It was, right? It was 75, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, you're going to have some horror heads throwing tomatoes at the iPod yep, now. Yep, yep. But, yeah. Okay. Boy, that, that's that's a really good deal. Yeah. For a 12-back. Uh, for 12-back. It has a couple of dings on the bubble. Steve, i got to start buying 12-backs again, man. These are <laughs> sweet. 150 bucks. Yeah. No, that's it's a, not, not bad. That's a really good deal. Um, let's see. If you want to step it up a little bit more, there's... I love you, Steve. <laughs> Uh, we got a, a 20 back AFA 85 that sold for 325 great British pounds for $504. So it's a little bit nicer. It's graded, but, uh, you see how, you know, just the traditional price increase with these things goes. But, um, let's see now, as far as the rarity of the 20 backs versus the 12 backs, um, with this figure, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Do you know? You know what the numbers are for those? I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm pretty sure. You know, they're more rare. Yeah, you know, yeah. But they're less valuable. You know, yeah. There's less uh, demand, supply, I guess. But there's less demand as well. Right. Um, Let's see. Okay. Um, yeah, up but next, five hundred bucks. I think. I think that's oh. that's the the magical. Uh, 85 number. I, th- I think okay. that's that's maybe why that's what so that, that is. Okay. That 85 is is so um, so valuable. Okay. Um, let's see. Moving along, back back to the uh, more affordable side of things. There was a uh, Return of the Jedi 65 back with your uh, existentially uh, <laughs> confused Tuscan Raider parentheses sand person or sand people. <laughs> exactly, Tuscan uh, Raider or sand people. Yeah, or either or. Uh, that one sold for ninety three seventy five. So, and it's got the. Uh, it's it's not even a yellow bubble. It's a it's a Tatooine brown. Bubble. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's been in Tatooine, man. It's, yeah, it's been hanging yeah. out in the sun. <laughs> wow. But uh, but beyond that, it. it looks really mint. Yeah, not too bad. It's got you the know, punch you, and everything. You know what I bet? I mean, uh, I, I bet someone like is hoping to just grade that because that looks like that could grade pretty high, but just with the yellow. You know, yeah. So that there, there's no Empire uh, figures. Um, there? I didn't see any that had sold. I think there was a oh. couple that were that didn't sell, and there may have been a couple that were still still going. But um, no, I didn't. I didn't see any, which was kind of surprising. But, yeah. Um, let's see. I know this this next one is kind of an interesting story with it. It's oh, wait, kind wait, of wait, you think if it's a. But oh, okay. before we go into that, I just want to say yeah. too that um, the other aspect that's interesting about the the Tuscan Raiders they had to like. Do some extra airbrushing on the leg after they took out the LP logo. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, which, which is so. If you look at the at the twelve back figure, right, you'll see the, there's the LP logo long playing. Right. Um, and so I guess what that means is that because it's uh, when they took that out, they had to airbrush in the area on the sand person's leg where the LP used to be. Right. So well, the reason I think that's important is that I, I guess they must have airbrushed it around the LP and then just left it blank for that actual circle and had to go in and fill it in. What I mean is for the other figures, you didn't have to fix anything because you just took off that little icon yeah, and everything underneath was still there. Right. Um, so I just – there's something weird about that. Why did they have to change it for the for the Raider, not for everyone else? Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. 
Anyways, I, I interrupted you. But what's the oh, no, 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 it's okay. It's actually not that interesting, but <laughs> it's it's in, it's odd. Um, it's a jigsaw puzzle. It's one of those kind of before the toys things that they just right. had to get something out there. And uh, there was a couple of these, but I also found digging on the archive. Uh, this one's just the one in, from America, Kenner, hundred forty uh, piece interlocking jigsaw puzzle. It's got the same image from the card back. Yeah, that's and, nice. Uh, and, uh, that's a nice puzzle. Yeah, I, I think it, if, I had a, if I was a kid in 1977 that needed something, <laughs> Star Wars, I'd be cool with that. Um, but uh, there was a Canadian version that came with a blue box that was, I think, sold through... Uh, it was a different different company, still owned by General Mills, but it had a totally different box design, and I thought that was huh. interesting. And, and so it that, had, that, some, had some French on there, too, so I figured that would intrigue you just a little bit. And, and that's on but, the archive. Yeah, it's on the archive. We can, we can put a... Put a link up to that if we want. Cool. And how much did the jigsaw puzzle go for? Oh, uh, that one went for sixteen fifty. So a nice little bargain. It says it's still sealed too. So oh wow, there you go. Um, let's see, what do we got? Now there was just a couple other things that I, I found that I thought were were interesting. Um, now as far as the Grimorian guards go, uh, this is a vintage. It'll be several years before we get to the Grimorian guards. So yeah, so might as well get them a little bit of a. a a shout now. Uh, once again, isn't it Gamorrean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I, right. I, I had Gamorrea once. It was really... I had to go to the doctor Ooh. for a couple, Ooh. couple that of weeks. That sounds bad. Yeah, I had a hollow knob and it. everything. It terrible. <laughs> I was say, you didn't get it in Australia, did you? No, no, okay. I didn't. Okay. Well, th- this one... <laughs> this one's only made in Australia, or only released in Australia. It's a Power of the Force carded... Uh, I'm just going to call him the G-Guard, because I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, got a case of Gamoria. That's really yeah. funny. <laughs> See, I, I don't think I can ever call him that again. <laughs> but uh, this one sold for nine hundred ninety-five dollars. So it was one of those kind of random Return of the Jedi figures that was only released on a Power of the Force card uh, in Australia, and it has the matching coin and everything. Yeah. The bubble is also quite. It, I guess it's more Tatooine yellow than than brown, but uh, right. it's still cool nonetheless to see one pop up. And, well, uh, your bubble does tend to yellow when you get Gamoria. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a really nice that's a really nice piece. I like those. With the, there was the just four of them, and they're really rare, and people just yeah. go crazy over them. They do. Um, yeah. And yeah, this seems to be in really good condition too. Yeah, I mean, for what it is, it's it's cool that it survived. Yeah. It's, and it's good too because we uh, we're getting a lot of love from down under lately. So I think uh, it's it's good that you mentioned something from Australia. Good, good. <laughs> um, all right, I guess, let's see. Last one. I, for some reason, I'm just thinking this reminds me of Christmas for, okay. for whatever reason. It's a, it's a micro-collection uh, piece. It's uh, the original Hoth Ion Cannon playset, which is the big part of the Hoth World playset from the micro-collection, okay. which came out in 1982, I think. And uh, I actually had like just the loose version of this as a kid and it was one of my favorite toys because uh, we i mean it's basically the main part of hoth that you want as a kid so i can imagine the joy of opening up one of these on christmas and just being in a pretty pretty damn good mood so i don't know <laughs> it just and it's a red box too so it's it's christmasy but yeah uh, it's true. i've always i've always loved this place that it's just one of my favorites and this one it was uh in nice nice shape and it sold for 152.50 so Oh, and so, so, everything. so the Hoth ion cannons, that included the giant ball. Yeah, yeah. It was the biggest 
to shoot down an entire Star Destroyer, right? Right, right. Boy, that could have been my movie comment. That's a little bit... I mean, if that's all it takes <laughs> to shoot down a Star Destroyer, it's a little tiny cannon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, it's it's a cool playset, and um, I found one that actually sold, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool, man. That's a little, little bit of a, a view into, into Steve's... Uh, Christmas mind. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I was talking about uh, I was talking about the Australians and, and feedback. So let's uh, let's head to feedback. Okay. All right. Let's uh, head to the feedback area now. Steve, looks like you've been getting a lot of the feedback, hey? I'm getting a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's see. The first bit was uh, on the Facebook page, and it took me a little finagling to actually see it. I can only see it on my phone again, which is weird. But, that uh, is weird. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what that means. But um, Reese O'Brien, uh, he says, I love the podcast, guys, but can we ease up on the sound effects when people are talking? It's sometimes hard to understand those who call in. Just saying. All right. So that's a little that. bit of con- constructive criticism it's good it's all technical that's all so. yeah as long as no one mentions uh matthias or rick springfield we should be all set we should, we should be okay <laughs> uh yeah but no, that's that's constructive criticism and uh i i appreciate it um and uh then well i've teased it all night steve i've been eagerly awaiting this so and, let's uh, hear it and uh well matthias I don't know if he told me not to play it on the show or to play it on the show, but it's the only call we got all month, guys. P-O-K-U-T Wampa, okay? <laughs> it's not that hard of a number to call. Just call, leave your thoughts. What are you thinking? 765-88-WAMPA, okay? And you can do just like Matias did. It doesn't have to be a good message. It doesn't have to be a coherent message. So uh, let's, let's have a listen to, to what he says uh, to us, because he called us from a Swedish convention. Oh, uh, assumedly cool. right after he scored these amazing pieces. <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's see our let's hear our good friend. Hey, uh, Sky and Steve, this is Matthias of Sweden. Uh, we're at the convention, and we love your show and uh, love everything you do. And uh, like, we're twenty people that would like to say. Uh, wanker, wanker to all of you from uh, Sweden to the United States. Or maybe it was Wampa, sorry. Cheers, bye. <laughs> so, Steve, that was pretty sweet, wasn't it? Oh, that, that was great. <laughs> so I, I guess the, the whole they wanted to say wanker, wanker. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is, is again, it's, it's British slang. And uh, much like Knob, it does not hold any real, uh, any real taboo with me. Um, so they called just to say, wanker, wanker, <laughs> uh, which, which I like. That could be sort of the after hours, wampa, wampa. And I just love hearing all of them all together saying it. So Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we appreciate it, and we appreciate that the uh, education system is so good in Sweden that they all speak English so well that uh, they can hear our podcast. <laughs> Uh, I did uh, want to say too that the nothing's better than the Google uh, transcription of the. I, I was wondering about that. Yeah, <laughs> and and especially with with Matthias who speaks well but has a small accent, and then on an iPhone, you know, international cell phone. So this is how it came out. Hey, at Sky, happy and visiting with you as soon as we don't know where the convention. 
and were Lumber Show, and then Low Everything India. And I would like what's going to be able to like to say, and rankled Langer. It's a hold of you for that wheeze to United States. Ciao. Oh, anyway, it was last. I'm sorry, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) So rankled Langer is how uh, a wanker wanker came across. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Oh, good. Yeah, some some good stuff. Uh, you got a, a message from from Lee from England, hey? Yes, yeah. Um, this is from Lee uh, over in England, and he uh, sent this nice message. He says, uh, "Just wanted to message you to say thanks for the wonderful podcast that you and Sky have done. Uh, it's a great concept, and I love listening to it with my three and a half year old son every night as he's getting ready to go to sleep. That's awesome." Um, <laughs> He absolutely loves it, as do I, and I'm glad I finally got around to downloading them and listening uh, to them after so long. I'm already on episode eight and learning more all the time. My son even runs around the house yelling, Wampa Wampa. <laughs> even better. Uh, now, now it gives us a chance to, to spend a little Star Wars time together listening to and talking Star Wars. And I, li- I love explaining some terms and stuff to him. I've been in the game a long time now and, and known quite a bit, but this has opened new doors to other people and, and collectors as well as knowledge. So uh, even though it started a while ago now, I'm, I'm so glad I'm catching up. Uh, thanks to you and Mr. Trusium. Uh, <laughs> did you try to message Sky too, but his inbox is full. Tis, tis, you got you to empty that thing. Pass on my thanks to him and rest assured you guys are doing a, a diamond job with this. Lee. So, yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Thanks, Lee. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome, and I mean, I suppose it'll be a little while before he gets to this, because he's only yes, episode 8. Yes, that's, that's true. But uh, definitely psyched to have another kid listening, and a happy Wampa Wampa to him. And uh, it's actually funny, because, you know, my my children refuse to listen to the Kivecast, because they, Do they? Like, they don't like vintage, yeah. Oh, so man. they love listening to the Forced Cast Roundtable. They, they, they listen to that, you know. They, they know all those guys, you know. My son's yeah. like... Can I be on that podcast? I'm like, well, I don't. I, I mean, I know those guys. Maybe. I mean, uh, maybe. You know, I'm like trying to be like the cool guy who knows all the podcast guys. But yeah. So it's it's definitely good. Um. Yeah. And now I regret making all that weird British vulgarities. But you know, they're so much more advanced over there, Steve. When it comes to this kind of stuff, they don't get all worked up about it like we do. Oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a good thing. Um, and then uh, let's get to the the first of the the Australian listeners. Um, okay. So I don't know if I mentioned uh, Micro M sent a really nice long email to the to the Kivecast at gmail dot com, and he said a lot of really nice stuff in there. Unfortunately, um, I didn't talk about it last month. Um, I think I was too busy eating and drinking. Uh, so I uh, just – I want to say I think he, he puts the best possible way for the name change. And I think his will be the, the definitive uh, note on this. Okay. He says that I think that the name should stay as it is. I actually like how it's a name that isn't initially identifiable. I could find it straight away when I searched iTunes for Star Wars Toys Podcast. I like how Simmons, that's Bill Simmons, calls his podcast the BS Report, not sports, TV, wrestling, and any other types of entertainment I want to talk about podcast. Stick with the Kive. Oh, so, I like that. That's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. You know, comparing us to Bill Simmons is pretty good because that's, <laughs> that, that, that's a good podcast. Uh, um, yeah. 
Do you listen to that one, Steve? I, I don't, but... Uh, oh. <laughs> You're missing out. Uh. <clears throat> and that was the the first Australian. Uh, and then the next one is from uh, Andrew Andrew Thorburn. Uh, what does he say, Steve? Okay, he says, uh, hey guys, just want to drop you a line from Sydney, Australia. Thank you for your podcasts. Uh, they're very, very much appreciated on my days off work when I'm firing, firing up the barbecue and smashing up, <laughs> smashing a couple beers. I, I like that, smashing the beers. Yeah. Uh, a great source of fun and an interest for Star Wars fans everywhere. Cheers, guys, from Down Under, and you're welcome anytime for barbecue, beers, and Star Wars related activities. And I have to say, that may be the, uh, the Holy Trinity right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best wishes and a Merry Christmas, Andrew Thorburn. Yeah, so, so I, I like that because that's the first uh, email that's invited us uh, somewhere. And uh, <laughs> if you don't know this about me at least, never invite me anywhere unless you really mean it because I will show up on your doorstep with my entire family ready to, to camp out for a month. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, so Steve, we, uh, we have to put that in our itinerary, okay? Australia, Sydney. All right, we'll go to we'll go to Sydney, hang out with Andrew, and uh, smash a couple of beers. I like it. I don't know if that means like like drinking them, or is that I, like you that know, was the way serious, I took it? You know, but, like uh, smashing them on your head. I'm just gonna hope for drinking them because uh, I don't know if I can handle handle much more. I yeah, don't know. that's true. And as was proven by last month, I can't even handle that. <laughs> wanker, wanker. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Um, I think that was about it. You know, Steve, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed. No one really participated in the uh, in the caption contest. Oh, oh, that's right. I, I guess the image of uh, of two naked, one legged Star Wars figures it was too graphic, or it, it was a little too much to handle. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't funny enough. I, I thought it was. I thought there was going to be like a deluge of of all these really <laughs> funny captions. So hopefully you saying this now it'll it'll stir people back over there. I, I think just the fact that you own those is is the funniest thing about it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And those will be at the party. Maybe we'll allow people to to take pictures with them. There you go. Um, you know, again for for a sizable donation. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. So, but in general, you know, it seemed like people definitely uh, really liked. Uh, the interviews with Jason and with with Ron, but uh, um, yeah, I think you know, maybe maybe everyone picked up on the fact it wasn't the we weren't in our our best form. Maybe not. Um, but uh, Tommy, fortunately, was was really cool in, in mentioning that there is a video clip out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Of Virginia Jarvis Barker. Oh man. So. Uh, and he's already done all the research. He's called the the TV station for it. Um, so I don't I don't know what to say about that. I just hope it shows up somehow, someday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that went that that went pretty well. Um, but beyond that, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I don't. I guess can we reach out to other Florida collectors if they maybe. know? Maybe. Virginia Jarvis Barker video. All right. Uh, <laughs> a weird tailing off comment like that has to mean that it's cricket time. It may. It may. <laughs> and instead of going over the scores for cricket, uh, we got an email from uh, from Trevor, a.k.a. Pedro12345, which this is the second person I've known who goes by the nickname Pedro, but that's not his real name. Hmm, and then when really? you meet them, you're like really surprised that they don't look like, you know, Pedro yeah. from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, there was like this dude, and he was always called Pedro. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, actually, my name's Andrew. It's like, oh, okay. Um, so it turns out that a cricket world record has been broken. Yes. Uh, and it was by India's Swag, who smashed the world record, 219, in a one-day international. Wow. So good job, Verender Swag. I don't know <laughs> what that means. Uh, uh. But, I'll just uh, say, I'll just say, congratulations. I'll That's, just say, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And uh, with that, Steve, what's what's coming up next month? Do you know? Let's see. We have it's our last of the first twelve, right? Last of the first twelve. You know, audience, do you feel that that warmth? We're we're moving on past the twelve backs. Yeah, it's crazy. We're we're approaching our our second year podcast. Crazy, just crazy. I mean, our third year, yeah. right? That'll be our third well, year of podcasting. I think so. It'll start the third year. Yeah, amazing. So we got the Death Squad Commander next. Uh, the the other be, existential uh, angst character, <laughs> right? The other one. <laughs> I think I remember making a remark some months back that I'm going to be struggling to come up with stuff for this episode, and it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's it's the first time where people went, really, Kenner, really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, it was a sign of things to come. Flash forward to Klaatu's gift guard. <laughs> uh, uh, awesome. Well, uh, anything else to add, Steve? I think that, that should wrap it up. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all, all you know, Kwanzaa, you know, Happy Holidays, I guess. It's the way that you should say it now, right? So, I, I, I like saying all three because I don't, I don't think there's any, any of them out there that are like missing. Mm. So I say say all three. Okay. Because all three uh, of them fair. have presents involved. And, and really, yeah. if you collect toys, all you really care about is presents. That's true. Uh, Very good point. Oh, yeah. I went out and I, I bought myself the new Clone Wars oh, Chewbacca and I gave it to my wife and said, wrap this up and give it to Chewbacca. me from the kids for Christmas. <laughs> good call, man. Good oh, call. yeah. yeah no. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Wampa Wampa, Space Freaks. Adios. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.